0: at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is part one of two, entitled Others Before Us Pave the Way.
1: Well, I'm honored to be here and not only preach, but on this special day. Um, You know, pastor had told me, he said, you can either preach something on... Of our special day, you know, it has to do with our special day anniversary, or you can just go out on your own. And I felt led to, to preach something that would go right along with uh, the special day. And so I believe the Lord gave me something today that I want to share with you. I tell you, the older I get, the more important faithfulness and committedness becomes to me. I'm realizing in life, not everybody stays committed. Not everybody finishes well. Not everybody stays faithful. And those who do need a pat on the back. They need to be congratulated and cheered on. And uh, sometimes the others just need to be encouraged. And so, in any case, I'm glad to stand here, and I'd like for us to turn to uh, a chapter or a book and a chapter that I have come to love over the years, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, thank you, first of all, as you're turning to Hebrews chapter 11, thank you for, the, for those of you that have uh, stood, stood your ground and you've, you've uh, stayed faithful. Uh, just a blessing to know uh, that some of you have hung around here for so many years. I'm sure... There were times you probably wanted to leave, right? But you stuck with it. I know in my home church, we've been there almost 30 years, had the same pastor, and and, uh, we've just got a very good relationship in ministry. But uh, there's been times I've thought the grass would be greener on the other side, and I've looked over the fence, and I've um, thought maybe I'd just jump the fence and try something different. But I've come to realize that sometimes, you know, that God brings you to a place and and sets you there. And sometimes uh, those people that have uh, moved on and maybe it wasn't God's will really never uh, stick with anything after that because they're outside of God's will. And so I'm glad that I've stuck and our family stuck with our home church. And uh, we've been through the thick and sin just like I'm sure you guys have too. Uh, I wanted to just mention that not every church is able to celebrate 70 years. We've actually, uh, we have a supporting church in Akron, Ohio, and uh, we've got a fairly good relationship with them, and they just recently merged with another church that was also a supporting church. And so. Uh, We got together, we were talking one day, and the pastor said, well, he said, over seven churches closed their doors in 2015 in Akron, Ohio. They closed their doors. They had church services for the last time. And I don't know, it just hurts my heart when I hear that. You know, you want to hear that churches are thriving and growing and, and reaching out and people are getting saved. And when you hear that... They've closed their doors, or when you hear that um, two of them had to come together and merge, you just kind of can't help but uh, feel like, you know, Lord, why? Why did it get to this? What happened? Uh, But that's not the case here. Today is a special day, and it's worthy to be celebrated. And we, we don't celebrate a building. We celebrate the church, the Bride of Christ. Last Sunday, I was in a church over in Mansfield, and we talked about it. I said, today I get to talk about the bride of Christ. And I guess in some sense, again, this morning, you guys have stood faithful, and you're still ministering. You're not inward-focused. You're both inward and outward. And you're making a difference in this generation, and that's what it's all about. So if you are in uh, Hebrews chapter... um, I'm sorry, I, I got ahead of myself. Go to, uh, keep your finger right there. We're going to get there. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. I wanted to start out with, with the foundation. So we will get to um, chapter 11 of Hebrews, but turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. We did not get here on our own church, and I want to remind us that that's the case. Sometimes we get so busy... Doing church that we think we're here because of our hard work and faithfulness, and that's true. We are here because of that. But there were others before us that passed on the torch. They stayed faithful, and they got us. They 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 uh, they carried the gospel through to the time of our generation. So. Others before us have labored. In Ephesians chapter 2, let's look at verse number 19. Paul writes here, Now therefore, he's, he's writing to the Gentiles, You're no longer strangers and foreigners. There was a time, church, when we were strangers and foreigners. We were not part of the Jewish race. We were outsiders. But... That's part of the great mystery that took place under the new covenant. And it says, but now fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. And this is the scripture that I want us to focus on in verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitly joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. I want to stop there and just be reminded here that foundations are always very important. Right, Pastor? Whether we're building a house or any kind of structure or whether we're uh, seeing a church being built, it is very important that the foundation is right and it's strong. Think about the family foundation. I tell young people all the time, those that are coming together and they're beginning their dating relationship, and I remind them that right now you are building the foundation. Make sure make sure it's right and it's strong. Because when you get married and you begin to build that family on top of the foundation, it is gonna, you're going to need it. A lot of families are breaking up today because of a poor foundation. In this case, church, our foundation began with the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That's very, very important. Imagine if that foundation wasn't there. We would have never gotten to this point, I don't believe. But because the foundation is strong and solid, it has stood the turmoil of 2,000 years and will continue. And Jesus Christ himself said, even the gates of hell will not prevail against it, which tells me... Nothing will shake the foundation. Now, God no longer dwells in buildings. He dwells in us. So this structure here has been around for a while, but when the church leaves, it's just another structure. God doesn't live here in the building. He lives inside of us, and when we leave, He leaves. And... I think that's interesting. He says right here in verse 21, in whom the whole building, in some sense, we are the building, church. We're being, we're being joined together, growing into the holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now let's move on. Let's go on over to um, Hebrews chapter 11. And just, I made a note here just to point out too, Seventy years would not have happened outside of a strong foundation. I can't remember how many charter members you said. Were there 71? Sixty. Sixty charter members that stepped out by faith. There had to have been something about those charter members, and a few of you are still around. You remember that. But there was somebody there that really helped to the Word of God, that was strong, committed, and faithful, and built the foundation of this church that is still surviving 70 years later. I can't help but also think of pastor who's been here 21 years. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, that's just about unheard of. Uh, and that, that, that's huge in, in uh, seeing a church continue to grow and stick together and become strong. And uh, so, are you in uh, Hebrews chapter 11? One of my favorite chapters here. We're going to start out in uh, verse number 4. Others before us have paved the way. This is what I want us to get out of this. Others before us have paved the way. We see in verse number 4 by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, now church, that's huge. He had a choice to make, just like Cain, and he made the right choice, okay? In verse number 7, we're just going to pick a couple verses out here, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, he prepared an ark for the saving of his household. And so here we see again, one man, one individual, he moved with godly fear, and it paid off. He was committed regardless of the opposition. He refused to give in and he built that ark. He had never seen rain before but he believed God and through that his family was saved and the generations continued. Verse number 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going. Verse 11, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Now what what do all of these have in common? The very same thing that we have in common today. They, They stuck it out even though they were not able to see the end. They continued to be faithful all the way to the end. And verse number 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them far off. They were assured of them. They embraced them, and they confessed, just like us, that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So, listen to me, church. I've used this expression uh, partly because it's a reminder to myself. uh, Over the years, I've used this expression, and it is, this is our generation. This is not the previous generation's turn. It's not the, the... the next generation's turn. This is our generation. It's our turn to make a difference. And we could do exactly what these people did. We can hang in there and refuse to give in and keep moving forward all the way to the end. We can do that or we can drop out as we will see later on. I'd have to say that from what I see here, we're going to hang in, right? We're going to, we've hung in. We're going to continue to hang in. That's why we're here this morning. Now jump with me to verse number 24. Verse 24, still in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Verse 31. By faith, harlot, the harlot Rahab, did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received despise with peace. Now again, church, it's not their name that we marvel at. It's their faith. It's their faith. They refused to look left or right, but they stayed straight, focused straight. They they have to have kept their eyes on something better. We just read earlier that they considered them pilgrims of this world. They were just passing through. And I had actually thought yesterday, I thought, if I would have had time, I would have brought this long rope, and you might have seen this before, done before, where somebody will take a long rope and say, if, if we could see the ends of the beginning of eternity, and the end, if there was such a thing as the ending of eternity, if that represented eternity, and then come in and just mark a little spot on that rope, that's us, in our, in our generation, it kind of gives us a perspective of time versus eternity. We have that little itty-bitty time to do something for the Lord. Sometimes it seems like it won't end, like it's going to be a long time, particularly if you're young. It seems like I got my whole life ahead of you, but when you measure that to eternity, it's such a small time, We're only here for a short time. This is not where we're going to spend a lot of time. It's going to be spent on the other side of the grave. Now, look at verse number 33 and 35. They put their faith in God's word, who through faith these people subdued kingdoms, they worked righteousness, they obtained promises, They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They became uh, valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, risen to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. I'm so glad that this chapter is in our Bibles. It helps me, and I think it will you too, and it does you all of us, that have been born into God's family. There are times when the going is tough. It's difficult to hang in there. But when we turn to a chapter like chapter 11, we are reminded that those before us Refused to give up. It did not matter what came their way, even to the point of of uh, being killed for their stand. They refused to give up because their faith in the word of God was so strong that they refused to waver, give up, give in for any reason. That was one one reason why they kept going. But I believe another reason is they saw the importance of passing on the torch. They couldn't let it drop. They had to give it on to the next generation. And the next generation gave it to the next one and the next one and the next one. And eventually we showed up on the scene. And today my challenge to all of us would be not to stop at 70, but to keep on going for another 70. We have to. We cannot let it die. We have to... to, Move it on regardless of what comes of our way. And I don't think we're that far from seeing some of the same things happen that they're seeing here.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.